0: The United States military is broken, and it's because of them, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and many other generals and admirals. They are weak and frightened men and very, very ambitious, and they'll do whatever it takes to, well, keep the promotions coming and get those big jobs in the defense industry once their time is up. It's a recipe for disaster. A long time in the making. These guys did not become generals because they're good leaders They got it because they knew how to kiss the right. You know what? Hmm? All right. Now, being in the military is tough, right? I mean, we all saw the boot camp stuff and uh, those junior enlisted people and officers who take the oath. And wow, they're amazing. But they are not being adequately led. No way. You know it. And I know it. The military has become a woke joke. And some of these guys, they're traitorous. They're mutinous. And I'm going to show you how. Remember General uh, Milley and the conniption he had when President Trump went to the church and held up the Bible after that horrible, horrible night of violence, right? Remember that? And law and order was established. Somehow holding a Bible in front of a church was the worst thing that ever happened. Now, the media, you may remember, totally lost its mind about this.
1: The president of the United States looking like a... Want to be dictator, right. uh, so he could walk over to, over to a church and right. pretend to be concerned about the church. Outrage is growing over the forceful removal of peaceful protesters to clear the way for the president to hold a photo op at St. John's Church. We saw peaceful protesters being gassed, so the president could take a stroll, and so he could pose for the cameras. Donald Trump started a riot in the President's Park, in Lafayette Park, so he could have a photo op and awkwardly, weirdly, bizarrely, hold a Bible like nobody has ever held a Bible before. This
0: is when I realized the country really is in serious, serious trouble. Holding a Bible in front of a church, the nation's leader, somehow this is a perverse image. No, those who have a problem with it, they're the perverse ones. And General Milley, I expect that, quite frankly, from the media, anything that Barack Obama did the same thing, it would have been totally beautiful. But General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he was there that day, more on where he was in a moment. But this, my almost my only grievance with President Trump, after this happened, this man needed to be fired immediately.
2: As many of you saw, the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square last week. That sparked a national debate about the role of the military in civil society. I should not have been there. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics.
0: My God, he's apologizing for being with the commander-in-chief. Who was he actually apologizing to? This was a signal to the swamp. I'm with you. I'm with the deep state. I'm not with the elected leader of this country. Now, what was his the big thing he was apologizing for? Again, being with President Trump. Oh, by the way, yeah, he wasn't actually in the photo op. Keep this in mind. Where is General Milley? There is no General Milley. Ten minutes earlier, he was momentarily spotted. You see him all the way behind? Behind President Trump? And he takes to the microphone to apologize for it. Folks, this, I do believe... Is part of a potential military coup. You saw the apology. You see where he is. This is insane stuff. And then he said something about, oh, we can't be seen as being involved in domestic affairs. The military must be apart from that, which is true. But watch what he says next. He dives into every hot button political domestic issue of our time.
2: I am outraged by the senseless and brutal killing of George Floyd. What well, we are seeing it's the long shadow of our original sin in Jamestown 401 years ago. We are still struggling with racism, and we have much work to do. Unspoken and unconscious bias have no place in America, and they have no place in our armed forces. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. We must ensure fairness and equity at all key gateway selection boards, including promotion, command, and work college. Be inclusive. Make a commitment to seek out and surround yourself with those who don't look like you
0: everybody I'm woke as anything and I don't like Donald Trump that was the message look at the nonsense he's talking about the original slin of slavery unconscious bias that's junk science okay it totally is and even if it does exist which we don't know if it does what can anybody do about it equity this is this is these are leftist talking points This is part of the reason why we lost in Afghanistan. Okay, guys like this running the military, not really concerned about the troops, but trying to figure out how to enhance their power, their status, their prestige in the swamp. That's what you just saw. How about that China balloon? Right. The damn thing sailed all the way across the country. And uh, well, we didn't do anything about it until it was safely over water safely over water. Well, it was safely over the Great Plains, wasn't it? Plenty of times to shoot it down. Now, actually, this is one of the rare moments where I actually think Joe Biden is kind of telling the truth. Kind of. I'll explain, but take a look.
1: When one of these high-altitude surveillance balloons entered our airspace over the continental United States earlier in the month, I gave the order to shoot it down as soon as it would be safe to do so. The military advised against shooting it down over land because of the sheer size of it.
0: Military, he's kind of blaming the military, but I actually believe the military may have made that recommendation. Why? Because the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they know what the boss wants to hear, all right? They've become experts at it, they've been doing it all their lives. The boss doesn't want to shoot down the China balloon until it's over water. The boss doesn't want to mess with the China balloon until it's done its business. The boss likes China. We all know it. We all know it. So that's the way the game is played. And now they're playing it in a way that will ruin our military and destroy our national security. You may think this is uh, not a big deal. Trust me, it is. Having served for nine years on active duty, what you're about to see is a total and complete disgrace.
3: I was able to deploy on the USS Gerald R. Ford last fall, and the coolest thing I did on board was to be able to participate in a LGBTQ spoken word night, and I was able to read a poem that I wrote to the whole ship, and that was probably the culmination of the whole deployment.
0: Our culture is gone. <laughs> Did you catch that? On the USS Gerald Ford, which was one of our newest and best aircraft carriers, great technology, although the catapult system is a little messed up, they had what happens at night? What happens to that ship at night? It's LGBTQ spoken word night on the USS Gerald Ford. LGBTQ WT. F, what the fudge? This is insanity, all right? I spent a lot of time on ships myself. Occasionally, we had movie night, uh, but that was pretty much it. No gay poetry reading. In fact, there was no straight poetry reading either. It was just the mission. Is that so foreign? To today's military, it is. This insanity that you just saw, that you just witnessed, it's been endorsed by the highest ranks of the Pentagon. This isn't some rogue ship with some woke skipper. This is the military.
3: I have a lot of problems with this video. This non-binary officer said the highlight of a deployment on the USS Gerald Ford was reading a poem to the entire ship. Admiral Gilday, have you seen this video? I have. I hope we train our officers to prioritize their sailors, not themselves. Did it surprise you that a junior officer says the highlight of her deployment, her first and the ship's first, was about herself and her own achievement?
0: I'll tell you why um, I'm particularly proud of this sailor. Yeah, I'm gonna stop him right there. He's particularly proud of the sailor and the gay poem and LGBTQ night. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't promise to fire the captain of the ship uh, who should be fired. He should resign the secretary of defense in a sane world that would be happening right now. But this person knows where the swamp is right now. He's a political character. That's how he got to be an admiral in the first place. He knows which way the wind is blowing and he's going in that direction. God bless Tommy Tuberville, though. Right. Uh, The senator from Alabama, who was a great football leader. He's a great leader, period.
3: The problem that I'm having is the obsession with race, gender, sex. It's focused on self. It's not focused on team. And if we don't start building team, we have no chance to win individually in this country. We have no chance.
0: He's great. He's totally great. And you know what I really like? For a long time, the military counted on civilians, especially politicians, to not mess with them, to not question them because you never served in uniform. And they got the idea that somehow the civilians worked for them. It doesn't work that way. The military is subordinate to political leadership. Good for Tommy Tuberville. And God help the military. What's your drink of choice?
4: In the Groeney. I was going to say
0: So maybe you've seen this by now. It is one of those influencers who's active duty Navy, a digital ambassador for the Navy. This will somehow increase recruitment. You know, I still am kind of praying that this is an elaborate prank that we've all fallen for. But apparently it's not. This is the real deal. This is actually happening. And it's heartbreaking because our country cannot survive if our military is so indulged. Now, who remembers Colin Powell? Uh, He was a little bit wishy-washy in later years, but he was a hell of a general. Uh, Actually, I do have to get this out of the way. He became a professional Republican who votes for Democrats. Remember this phase of his career? Will you endorse President Obama this race?
4: Well, you know, I voted for him in 2008 and I plan to stick with him in 2012 and I'll be voting for he and for Vice President Joe Biden next month.
0: Powell announced he will vote for Clinton, reportedly saying she is balanced, she has temperament and no matter what anyone says, she has stamina.
4: I support Joe Biden for the presidency of the United States because those values still define him and we need to restore those values to the White House.
0: Oh boy, the late Secretary Powell really went off the deep end uh, there in the end. Uh, But before all that, decades ago, he was one effective soldier. And when it came to matters of sexuality in the military, I thought he had the best approach. This is the guy who came up with the don't ask, don't tell compromise with the Clinton administration. And here he is describing what what it is, what, what life is like in the military. Here we go.
4: We are the best force in the world, and to be the best requires subjugating individual rights to the benefit of the group and the benefit of the team. Homosexuals over history who have been willing to keep their orientation private have been successful members of those teams. Congress and the courts have consistently upheld the unique circumstances of military service, and I believe the American people understand these unique circumstances and support them as well.
0: Absolutely. There are certain things you have to give up when you're in the military. Uh, We all understood that. Those of us who joined yet 1993,
4: 30 years ago and today. Uh, Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. That's enough again. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Right. Colin Powell had it right. And actually, this is this is an important point as well. In the military we discriminate
4: in many ways that would be absolutely unthinkable and unacceptable in civilian life we have rules and regulations that are unique to our calling and could not pass any constitutional test if they were applied in civilian life
0: yeah well we've all loosened up quite a bit it's not 1993 anymore it's 2023 and you can be fabulous as fabulous remember when we used to say in the army be all you can be do you think they meant this okay You know, the only thing more outrageous than this is this, the kids. Yeah, that's happening, too. So uh, I met with President Trump last week. He called it the transgender mess. He didn't say drag. He didn't say non-binary. He called it a mess, the transgender mess, and it is. All right, back to the military situation and actually regarding President Trump. These guys were out to undermine him every step of the way, not only them, but... Officers, unfortunately, throughout the military, I do believe, because they were getting their orders from the swamp, from the deep state. I have to show you something from January 20th of 2017, this amazing inaugural address. First of all, it's a great quote, and it really put them in a bad light with the swamp. They hated this. We loved it. They hated it. Something very strange happens in the middle of this moment. Take a look.
1: For too long... A small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed.
0: Did you see that? the soldiers marines turned their back on him and walked away mid-speech number one a terrible distraction number two a huge sign of disrespect absolutely something very sinister going on there folks i hope donald trump gets back into power i do i'm clear about that i support him i like him i like the policies i like the style And he's going to have to clean house. Okay, that is going to be a monumental task. And on this National Day of Prayer, did you know it's a National Day of Prayer? I think we should pray for him and maybe even Enrique Tarrio, who, in my opinion, was just unjustly convicted of the worst possible thing. I'll be right back.
5: chairman and three other members of the far-right group, the Proud Boys, were found guilty today of seditious conspiracy. Breaking news, four members of the right-wing militia group, the Proud
1: Boys, have been found guilty of rare seditious conspiracy charges.
0: Yeah, the fake news ecstatic today because uh, Enrique Tario and several of his friends Convicted, very serious charges. He faces decades in prison potentially, and I think the whole damn thing is a sham and a shame. Seditious conspiracy obstructing official proceedings. No, look, he wasn't even there. I've seen the evidence. Granted, I did not sit through all of the testimony, but I have my concerns that these individuals, Enrique Tario and his other colleagues, were not treated fairly at all. All right? Number one, let's take a look, please, at the Sixth Amendment, right? Right to trial by jury. Yeah, that's in there. And look at the kind of jury you're supposed to get. May we? It says, by an impartial jury. An impartial jury. Is it possible for somebody who's conservative to get a reasonable, impartial jury in Washington, D.C., when it's 92.1% Democrat? You know, that's why the Department of Justice, they choose which cases to prosecute and where based on things like this. Oh, yeah, they do. And sometimes they even think about race, the race of the jurors, when they're figuring out who to prosecute. Anyway, they really villainized and demonized these guys so unfairly. This is uh, one lie repeated over and over again.
6: The Proud Boys, a far-right, neo-fascist group with a reputation for inciting violence. And the Southern Poverty Law Center has labeled them a hate group.
4: You might remember the Proud Boys as one faction of a white supremacist threat that the former president was
5: asked to condemn in a debate. The Proud Boys are a hate group, right? And they're a symbol as well.
7: The Proud Boys are people who consider them to be members of this group. Give voice to these misogynistic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant views. They're a despicable group by pretty much anyone's standard.
0: Yeah, just ask anyone, like her colleagues. <laughs> they talk to each other. Or Al Sharpton, ask him, a very hateful, anti-Semitic, anti-cop man. Ask them. They all say they're despicable. They actually talk to a Proud Boy. I've interviewed Enrique Tarrio. He is not a white supremacist. He is not a racist. He's actually Afro-Cuban, right? And oh, by the way, there are plenty of people of color in the Proud Boys. Uh, they don't care about the color of your skin, All right. It's not about that. What is it about? hmm? Why were these guys prosecuted? Well, one thing, uh, Enrique Tarrio is not a liberal and he burned a Black Lives Matter flag. You know about this? They actually already sent him to jail. He had to do five months in jail for burning a Black Lives Matter flag. Do You think the government might have had it out for him? Huh? If only he had burned an American flag. No questions asked there, right? Or an Israeli flag. In fact, one Israeli flag I saw burned right down the block from where I am right now. And uh, the police just stood and watched. OK, the certain things in America are totally accepted and even encouraged. Now, you may remember President Trump, right? He fired up the Proud Boys with this remark. This is actually President Trump at his finest.
1: Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, are you I'm prepared willing to, to do that, but we'll do it? Well, I go would ahead, say sir. I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right. So wing. So what are you what, are you, you like, look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them what do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and, and right like supremacists white supremacists and right Proud Russia. Boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something
0: about Antifa and the left. I love it when he says the truth out loud, the truth that nobody else will say. We all saw it. It was coming from the left. And the Proud Boys, he wouldn't take the bait. They're white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. He didn't condemn them because they're not—they're con- not—they're not white supremacists. They were lying, or totally misinformed. Uh, what about Antifa? Oh, by the way, huh? What, what 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 do they think of Antifa? The swamp. We look at Antifa as more of an ideology or a movement than an organization. All right, an idea, right? An idea. An ideology. Well, let's take a look at what the ideology does when it comes together. They attacked the Atlanta Police Training Center, yeah? Was that an idea, an ideology? No, people did that, and they organized. Next, what else? The Portland Courthouse under siege for months. An idea didn't do that. Antifa, and they organized. They did that. Downtown Seattle, remember when they took over a huge part of the city and stayed there for 45 days? An idea didn't do that. People who coordinated, it's real. You can reach out, you can touch them, you can even arrest them, Director Ray of the FBI. All right. But then again, the Proud Boys do have some things stacked up against them. Number one, they are pro-Trump, all right? (laughs) They are perceived as all white, and they're politically incorrect. In today's society, these are major, major demerits. But imagine for a moment if we change those, right? What if we said this was a pro-Biden group, ethnically diverse and woke? Well, that kind of changes everything, doesn't it? And it sure does. Antifa is all that stuff, and that's why Antifa is just a, oh, it's just an idea, it's, uh, it's fine, don't have to worry about it. And this stuff from the summer of 2020 and beyond, these are, these are peaceful protests. Instead of everybody in the media and the establishment condemning uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, all you gotta do, proud boys, is go left and they'll make apologies for you and defend you.
7: I wanna be clear
4: in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not, uh, It is not, generally speaking, unruly.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if they were proud boys back there? What would he be saying? I mean, by the way, Enrique Tarrio is in prison tonight. And I wish him the very best. I don't think he belongs there, not by a long shot. He was on the show uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, here's a little of what he said. My grandfather fled the communist uh, country known as Cuba back in 19... Um... 61, because uh, at the direct order of Che Guevara, two of my family members were put on their knees, got their hands tied behind their backs, and uh, they were executed uh, by the Castro regime. And uh, they decided to come to this country. My grandfather was the first to come with my dad being very, very young. And uh, I've been instilled with these conservative principles and loving this country and the constitution of this country. Good for him. I believe him. He's the real deal, not what they say. Some of the best people in history have been lied about and maligned. Next. What they're gonna to do to them
5: uh, in these cases, that is injustice. What ha-
0: what's happening is injustice in this, this country. It's selective perse- uh, prosecution. Selective prosecution and persecution. How about the Tennessee Three? They're to the left. They're pro, uh, what were they? I think pro-abortion and uh, pro all kinds of new gun laws. You can take over. You can, you can have a mini seditious conspiracy and take over the State House and do what you want. And you'll get invited to the White House to meet with President Biden, huh? How about all these maniacs who show up uh, almost on a weekly basis at the Capitol and interrupt things for their own pet cause, right? Eh, slap on the wrist, maybe a parking ticket, and they're on their way. However, on January 6th, they let them in the Capitol. AND THESE ARE THE WORST PEOPLE WHO EVER LIVED, SOMETHING IS TOTALLY AND THOROUGHLY ROTTEN ABOUT THIS WHOLE SITUATION. AND EVERYBODY KNOWS IT. EVERYBODY. EVEN JOE. I WONDER, HUH? WHAT DOES HE DO WITH HIS TIME? YOU KNOW, HE'S NOT REALLY THE PRESIDENT, SO IT DOESN'T REALLY MATTER. BUT LET'S CHECK IN WITH THE GUY WHO ACTUALLY IS RUNNING THE COUNTRY. HE PUT OUT A VERY pompous, CONCEITED VIDEO He is so in love with himself. It looks all relaxed. It's
8: actually dangerous what he's talking about. Creating an information environment that reinforces rather than erodes our democracy. One in which truth matters. One in which we are able to distinguish between fact and opinion. One in which we're able to tell a common story and not just a bunch of separate stories that reinforce our biases and our prejudices. Who determines that? Some of it may sound
0: righteous when you first listen, but it's very, very dangerous. His lackey Joe Biden says, as leaders, they have a responsibility to determine what are facts and what are lies. The government is going to do that. This is... This is what they want and they label it disinformation and then they can use whatever means necessary. One more.
8: There are gonna be moments in which it, it feels like the only way to get attention is to try to engage in the sort of opinion journalism that gets people angry and riled up and resentful.
0: That's what he does and he did it very well. He got people angry and resentful Actually, he did that to black people, made them very resentful of white people, especially law enforcement, whether they were white or black, with comments like this.
8: I think it's fair to say, number one, any of us would be pretty angry. Number two, that the Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly in arresting somebody when there was already proof that they were in their own home. And number three, what I think we know separate and apart from this incident, is that uh, there is a long history in this country of African-Americans and Latinos uh, being stopped by law enforcement disproportionately. and that, That's just a fact. He's
0: trying to rile people up. He's trying to instill resentment.
8: Yeah, that's a fact.
0: But why didn't he say the other fact, hmm? that blacks and Latinos commit a disproportionate amount of the crime. That's a fact. It's an uncomfortable one. The left doesn't want to hear it. He knows it, but he can't enhance his power that way. And America, America's going downhill because some people can't handle the truth because lies prevail. I'll be right back.
5: Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, uh, there's a stage in your life you have to worry about self-preservation. And you know what? you got to start taking care of your liver now. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, alcohol, toxins, statins, cigarettes, whatever, that's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula, all-natural supplement contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of Nano-powered Omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com/newsmax. GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax.
0: Well, there's Carl Higby on his own show. Looking large and in charge. Why not? It's his show. It's called Carl Higby Frontline. I call it the Carl Higby Show. And it's a new hot show on Newsmax. You can see it at 5 o'clock every day Eastern time. And Carl does a great job. Carl, welcome to my show. How are you? And great job. Congratulations. The show is what less than a month old, but it's on fire.
6: Yeah, well, we we have a fantastic team. I appreciate you help me uh, help me promote it by coming on your show, Greg. Well, anytime, pal. And look,
0: uh, look. Let's face it. There's a lot of uh, stuff to watch at five o'clock in the afternoon. I know why I watch your show. I'll get to that in a moment. But what's your message? What do you? How is your show, Frontline, different?
6: Look, in, in a world, Greg, of where everybody's dancing around and afraid to offend everybody and worried about making waves here or there or what media matters, I just don't care. I, I What I care about is talking to a bunch of normal people every single night at 5 p.m. and saying, look, if you ever thought something was crazy, hey, probably me too. Let's have a conversation about it. And that's all it is. I'm not a fancy journalist. You know I don't even use big words. So I I think that my message resonates quite a bit with the average person. And I'm just I'm I'm really fed up with this this leftist junk that they're ramming down our throats and I'm not going to let them get away with it.
0: Well, uh, you talk to the average people, and that's great, and uh, we're all average people when you get right down to it. However, you did a very above-average thing. You joined the Navy SEALs, and uh, that's uh, what happened. The Marine Corps turned you down, I understand, and you went across the street to the Navy. I wasn't smart enough for the Marine Corps. (laughs) (laughs) Do me a favor. Tell me real quick. What was the hardest thing you had to do to become a Navy SEAL? I know they put you through uh, hell. Literally, they call it Hell Week. But what was the number one thing you
6: had the most trouble with? Honestly, it was the 50 meter underwater swim. Like once I passed that, everything was fine. I, you know, like I didn't like running, but you know that was fine. Swimming was fine, and nothing was, in it, nothing in itself in buds is that singularly hard. But when you cram 15 events together in the same day, that's when it starts to get hard. But 50 med- swimming 50 meters underwater for me, I don't know why it was the hardest thing I did.
0: Well, yeah, I kind of know why because it's 50 meters. Uh, it's 150 <laughs> plus feet underwater. Is there something above you that prevents you from getting out? Or if you give up, can you just, you know, go up and get air?
6: Oh uh, Yeah, there's an instructor that will push you back down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, terrific. Well, look, uh, you got a lot of eyeballs on you, and Newsmax is under scrutiny, and we love it because people are turned off with what's going on at, uh, at Fox News yeah. and the treatment of Tucker and the overall kind of corporate flavor of what's happening over there. Um, what do you... What do you make of Fox's weird and sudden departure?
6: Yeah, I mean, look, I welcome it, like you do, Greg. I mean, if they want to play corporate idiocy, I guess let them do it because it's helping us. But I, I think it was a real slap in the face for the same people that you and I talk to every night. I mean, Greg, I, I base a lot of a lot of the things I know about journalism off watching your show and Tucker's show, and we were we're the guys who talked to normal people, and now they've just chopped down the biggest money tree in in news broadcasting. I don't understand why. Well, I have a feeling the government wanted them to get
0: rid of them, and oh, come to think of it, it's not so sudden. They've been going off the deep end uh, for a while. It's been in the works for a while, and well, we'll see how it all shakes out. Hey, back to your military experience, and oh, by the way, mine, um, the drag queens in the Navy openly, you know, like, look, military life is hard, Uh, performing a mission is hard, it seems like they're making it a lot harder and more complicated than ever before.
6: Well, they're just focused on things that are not priorities. Look, Greg, you flew you know, fighter jets for a living. You, you get it as well as I do. Women can't even paint their fingernails with something other than earth tone in the military because it's a distraction. <laughs> and now you're going to this dude trotting around on an American flag skirt that happens to be a guy. And, oh, by the way, you're going to make sailors witness that, too? This is, a, this is a sham. This is not what we should be doing. Our military should be putting bullets in bad guys.
0: Yeah, I know. And uh, it seems like it's here to stay. That's what it feels like. However, if Donald Trump wins and oh, by the way, Donald Trump for all of the, you know, they, they misrepresent him as some sort of crazy person. But the thing that he said about the military that set off even the military, we can't have transgender surgery in the military. Do you remember that? And they put yeah. it out in the tweet. And even the the admirals and the generals What's your what's your take on admirals and generals by and large? Some are good, but most aren't. That's my take. What's yours?
6: Right. I, I think that they they you, to make that rank you often have to sacrifice values for political obedience, and unfortunately, you have a, the people making the decision to promote you are ones that forgot what it feels like to have lead zip by your head at 3,000 feet per second, and that's a real problem. We're not listening to the war fighters. They're listening to some you know woke person who's checking boxes for some DEI seminar in a PowerPoint, instead of looking at what we can do to keep America from, I don't know, getting hit by a missile. It's a great analysis, Carl, and you can find more of it at
0: uh, The Carl Higby Show, also known as Carl Higby Frontline, every day right here on Newsmax at 5 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Carl. We'll see you on TV and around the office. I'll be right back. Thanks, Rick. So Enrique Tarrio convicted of some very serious charges, including, uh, what is it called, seditious conspiracy. And I think he was totally overcharged. I don't think he quite, I think he's innocent, all right? Granted, I was not in the courtroom for every single moment. In fact, it didn't receive nearly enough coverage. He's not the only one. Several other Proud Boys uh, convicted. And... Um, what does it mean? I don't think these guys were treated fairly at all. I'd like to bring in two defense attorneys who have been actively representing January 6th defendants. We have Joseph McBride. Welcome back from the McBride Law Firm representing Big O as well as others. And Stephen Metcalf from Metcalf and Metcalf represented Edward Jacob Lang. Gentlemen, uh, welcome to you both. First of all, uh, I think this is bad news. I mean, I, 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 I don't see it that way. I'm biased, gentlemen, you're the professionals, and you're not representing Enrique, so your reaction first, Joseph.
1: It's a sad day. I know that uh, those attorneys put in a lot of hard work, and Steve's right here, he can tell you, they were on trial for at least four months. The D.C. jury pool is hostile, it's impossible. The level of vitriol and hatred for these people uh, cannot be overstated. It's a very sad day for our justice system, and, uh, you know, I feel like they, these guys have been robbed of justice.
0: I want to look at the Sixth Amendment, if you don't mind. Uh, I'll put it up. It's uh, in our Constitution. And in there, it says that the jury should be impartial, right? We are, yes, by an impartial jury. And you just mentioned the makeup. Ninety uh, percent or so of Washington, D.C., is Democrat. Uh, <laughs> and I think the prosecutors know that, Stephen Metcalf, and they're exploiting it. Am I wrong?
7: Not at all. Greg, let me tell you, picking this jury uh, took us two weeks, and every single objection that we had was shut down day in, day out. And there was a lot of bias that was shown throughout the course of picking this this jury. I specifically wrote motions on it where uh, there were, there were uh, potential jurors that basically said that the Proud Boys, uh, they believed were either a white supremacist group or— um, we're racist in some way, or we're violent. I mean, it, it, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. And the panel that we picked, it took us months to go, th- I mean, weeks to go through, and and still, day in and day out, I can't tell you how unfair and how, how much the chips were stacked against us and even starting this trial. Now, I mean, were
0: you able to, like, a juror who comes and says, look, they're white supremacists, and they think all of these myths that they were told by the media— can't you veto those guys or
7: you only have so many so many times to do that? How does it work? So we were only given two extra preemptory challenges for five defendants and each of and basically almost every defendant had two attorneys. So we had eight attorneys that were sitting there um, with an overall of 12 preemptory challenges. So Dominic Pizzola, who I represented, who is the only defendant in this case who was not charged or not convicted of seditious conspiracy um, in this, this proud boy. I felt as if I only had two to 2.5 peremptory challenges if you, if you added it up or divided it up equally amongst the defendants and the attorneys. I made motion after motion for more um, peremptory challenges. I actually even uh, continued that that application right up until we actually had to utilize those preemptory challenges. And every time I got shut down and that's uh, in dividing that up with a bunch of different attorneys, 12 preemptory challenges goes very, very quick. Yeah. And it really doesn't even get us to a point where we needed to be to have a fair trial.
0: What's it looking like for appeal? I mean, there's got to be
7: right. You got grounds for appeal. (laughs) Kelly. I have so many grounds for appeal that start from before the trial actually began. Pre-trial motions uh, just is, is, is just starts the scenario off. It's, and day in, day out, we, we looked for appealable issues. This this team of defense attorneys was highly skilled. We've, we did not let any stone go unturned. Yeah. We literally preserved every single issue day in, day out, yeah. no matter how long it took. And well, we preserve so many different issues for appeal. It's not over.
0: It's not over. And no. uh, and by the way, President Trump may be elected, I hope. And uh, you know what he said about the January 6th or so to be continued. Give our best to Big O. Joseph, Stephen, thank you very much. Uh, Metcalflawnyc.com and McBridelawnyc.com. Thank you, gentlemen. Got to go. Be right back.
1: And now I'm elected to be the mayor of the most powerful city in the country. You walk differently. You know, you walk, you know, you got this.
3: That's good, man. That's
1: good.
0: I have no idea what he's doing. I think this is what they call high on his own supply. Uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of uh, New York City, got only 200,000 votes in a city of 8 million people. All right, that's how he clinched the uh, nomination. Anyway, where the heck is he now? He is at the African-American Mayor's Association Conference, huh? What's wrong with the white, ma- the white mayors and the Asian mayors and everybody else, huh? Why is it just African? It's so crazy, isn't it? Um, but it's kind of right up this guy's alley. He doesn't seem to like white people.
8: Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. It's unbelievable
0: uh, going after the crackers. And yeah, that's what he said in public as a candidate for mayor. I don't like this guy. Uh, next. Oh, he said that uh, Governor Abbott of Texas is sending all the migrants to New York because, uh, well, because he's racist. OK, he's sending him to all the black mayors. Watch what happens on even friendly CNN.
7: What I'm making clear of the fact, and not based on my opinion, he sent them to New York City, Washington, D.C., Chicago. Denver, but also Philadelphia, which has a white mayor. All of the, all of the, I have not received any reports from Philadelphia. I believe that he sent them to black cities. I mean, mayors where black mayors are.
0: I don't know anything about Philadelphia. He says, uh, only cities with black mayors are getting the migrants. Well, Philadelphia is a major American city. I think it's the fourth uh, largest in America, and it's 93 miles from New York City. And yet, it's got a white man as mayor. But no, Eric, you keep playing the race card. Heck, you got to be mayor by playing that card. I'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers and true patriots we're newsmax and we're their heirs and so are you newsmax tv real news for real people so if you love this tv show you're going to love my book i promise you it's called justice for all how the left is wrong about law enforcement a lot of things the history about how we got here and what we can do to get out of this crazy mess and also the january 6th chapter very, very proud of that. Okay. I say a lot there that you can't get anywhere else other than this show. So thank you for your consideration. Thanks for watching. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. All the best.